Thank you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for more information about upcoming events in the arts community. And I'm your host, Mandy Kolkman. Joining me today is local artist Terry Ratliff. Terry is the owner of Terry Ratliff Fine Art, located on Broadway Street. Terry's work is vibrant and captivating. It was a treat for us at the Fillmore on Broadway to have his work in our venue on display during Sing, String, and Swing back in February. I'm so glad I got the chance to meet him while putting together that event, and I'm looking forward to getting to know him better through this interview. Thanks for talking with us today, Terry. Uh, Thank you for letting me be here. Terry produces abstract art, tile mosaic prints, black and whites, landscapes, and whimsical work, and you call that bar art. What's your favorite to produce? My favorite art to produce is probably abstract expressionism, mm. kind of like where you put your emotions in stuff instead of just you know going from a photograph. It's more about the color of that emotion, whether it be happy or sad or, or whatever. It's just putting your emotions out through an abstract way to kind of let the audience feel some emotion in the work. Yeah. And do you think that that type of artwork is the artwork that helps you express your feelings the best? Oh, yeah. I mean... If I have a problem with something, I can paint it, and I can paint a bright, beautiful painting. And even though I felt terrible the whole way through it, it kind of got it out of me. You know, Changes your yeah, mood. It's a great release. That's sure. great. You have a really unique style. I know the first time I saw it, I was actually at Casa's, and mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, while I was waiting for my food, and I looked to my left, and I'm like, this is fantastic. And <laughs> as I've been in Fort Wayne and kind of putting two yeah. and two together, I realized that that was yours. So it really stands out every time I see your work. But for those who haven't seen your work, how would you explain what your style is? Well, you know, I think it's, well, of course, abstract expressionism, but it's also... It's very colorful, and I hope it's, you know, happy or it's thought-provoking. I do a lot of different styles. You know, I can do super realism. You know, I do a bunch of a series of downtown Fort Wayne in the 50s and 60s, and, you know, you're doing windows and everything, perspective has to be spot on. And I like doing things like that, too. It seems easier for me to, you know, go off something that's already there. It's mm-hmm. almost like doing a still life. It's all right there. Right. So it's kind of easy. The hardest part is abstract. I mean, you have to create something that has some kind of appeal and some kind of draw out of basically shapes and colors. So it's not always easy. And I like the variety of knowing how to do different styles. I mean, because I do portraiture, too. I do all kinds of realism stuff. I do a lot of cityscapes, landscapes, and yet do some crazy people, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's, it actually, I think it opens you up in the market to, you know, if someone wants a certain style... I can do that certain style, whereas another artist who maybe just likes their own style and they're going to stick with that and do that same subject matter over and over again, which is fine. It's just not for me. I like to kind of challenge myself to do something outside my comfort zone. Mm. What materials or tools do you use to create your work? Oil paint. I use oil a lot. Sometimes I'll use acrylic and oil mixed, not necessarily mixed together, but I'll start a painting in acrylic. So it dries fast enough where I have that, you know, that image going enough that I can hit it with oil. And I I think oil is such, is so much stronger. You can look at an oil painting nine times out of 10 and compare it to an acrylic painting. And it's just a lot stronger, I think. 
What are the telltale signs of an oil painting versus an acrylic? And I think it's the strength and the depth of the color, mm. probably. I mean, the tones. You know, I can use a, a tube of red acrylic. Like, I was using a tube of red acrylic today. And then, you know, I was using another, an oil, and it just seems like it's just stronger. Mm. It's just, I don't know what it is. Do you always have paint on your hands? Always. <laughs> Everywhere. I know I saw you last week, and you also had paint on your hands. I, I always wondering. do. Everywhere. Yeah. Every piece of clothing. I'll buy a coat or a jacket oh, no. or whatever, and I'll say, I'm not going to paint in this, and I do. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. That's funny. I can get away with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to wait tables forever, and this guy, had I saw him a couple months ago, and he said, you know what? You used to wait tables at the Dash Inn. And you would deliver my food, and it would always drive me crazy because your hands were had, <laughs> they just had junk on them, you know, yeah. paint on them. And he didn't realize I was a painter at the time. So he's like, you know, now I don't feel as bad about it, but, yeah, right. I have paint everywhere. Being in the customer service yeah. business, that yeah. would, yeah, but yeah. this is much better suited Yeah, for I can you. get away with it yes. a little bit better. exactly. At what age did you realize your potential and delve into your creative side? I mean, I knew it from the beginning. I, I mean... For Christmas, I wanted coloring books and crayons and stuff like that. Mm. My mom was a painter. She would paint a lot of portraiture, and, and she would paint animals for people. She never really sold her work, but she you know, she did like to do oil painting, and I would just watch her, and then she'd set me up with a little canvas, and I'd paint also. But I knew it in elementary school. In high school, I knew it, that I was going to be a life-working artist. Yeah. For sure. Where does the inspiration for your work come from? Mm. God, I would, I would like to say happy things, but not really. A lot of times it's been things that have happened in my life that I couldn't control, you know, sorrow or pain or something. Mm-hmm. You know, musicians can write a heck of a song when, the, when something happens in their lives that's, that's tragic. And, you know, I don't always do that because I don't always have tragedy. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, inspiration is, I don't know, I just, I get lost in a painting. Mm-hmm. It just, it, there's no place I'd rather be than in front of my easel painting, really. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, how lucky could you be there? Oh, yeah. To know exactly what makes you happy mm-hmm. and to be able to have the opportunity to do it often. Yeah, and if you can't, I can't wait to get to work in the daytime. You know, I'm not saying that I'm up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Day, <laughs> I can't, it, it's, I look forward every day to painting. Yeah. And if I don't paint seven days a week, I don't feel right. Do you use your gallery to paint or at mm-hmm. home? No, I used to do that. I used to show and paint in the same space, and mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was... I would have to clean up so much mm. because I'm very messy because I'm a fast worker and I'll work on three or four paintings at a time. Whereas, you know, having a gallery that I can invite clients over, everything's hung up, everything's clean. They can come in like you're in a, ga- a regular gallery, look at my work instead of it being leaning against a garage door <laughs> or something like that. Right. So having a gallery is really nice. Yeah. You mentioned that you may work on one or two paintings at a time. Does that actually kind of help you if you take your mind off of one painting, go to another one? Yeah, because my art professor used to, he used to yell at me and say, you know, go back or stop. He would just come Uh up and scare me and say, stop, what are you doing? Because I was overdoing it. Mm. And I think, you know, and that's, many artists would tell you that it's really hard to put the brush down. It's really hard to know when that painting is where it needs to be because you always think you can make it better. Right. You know, when you go go back to the next day, though, that can also harm you because what you had the day before in that energy, you may not have that energy the next day. Yeah. So that can be kind of a tricky going back and forth like that. But right. I, I think 
the best thing in the world to do is to stand back, take a break, go to something else, and then, or I ask opinions of people, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. something bothers me about this painting and I can't figure it out. And someone will nail it every time and say, well, I don't care much for this part. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you don't really know, you can create something, but you really don't know where it's going to go. Right. And it, sometimes it's so subconscious that it's kind of a blessing that it does go that way. Mm-hmm. Do you apply that to the rest of your life? Maybe work on something, take a step back, or if something's troubling you, take a step back and work on something else? Yeah, I pretty much do. I try to just be happy, go about my day, or, you know, just forge on through, really, and that's what you have to do. A painting is a battle. Every every painting is, you know. You start it, and you think you're, it's going great, and then it's like, ah, oh, I thought this was <laughs> going to be easier, and then, yeah. then it's all of a sudden it's done because you did forge ahead. Has it gotten easier or harder throughout the years? Gosh, it goes back and forth. Yeah. It's easier now that I have, you know, a name mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne. Right. And, you know, because nine times out of ten people will give you so much more of a chance mm-hmm. if they have seen your work before, heard about you, saw your piece at maybe a fundraiser, mm-hmm. you know, to try to pay it forward to you. Yeah, so it's it gets it's easier, I think, but... The art business is always one of the toughest businesses. Oh, yeah. Because art is not a necessity to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll, even in in corporations, when I'm going to try to spec art for them and say, well, you need something here, something there, something there. Well, they're like, well, we spent our budget on the plumbing, the electrical, and all that. (laughs) So it's like art is always the last thing that they go for. And, you know, I've, I've gotten lucky with corporate that, you know, they find it a necessity and it makes their business better. I mean, Casas branded themselves, you know, not only with great food and great prices, mm-hmm. but with original oil paintings. Oh, yeah. Which, how many restaurants you go into have original oil paintings, and sometimes 25 and 30 in a whole restaurant. So, Which is great, because yeah. there are people who go, and they sit at Casas, and I know they just sit around even the bar. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes it so much more enjoyable having a fantastic yeah. setting around you. It sure does. It makes a difference, definitely. Oh, yeah. Speaking of casas and people, you paint people and work with shapes. Do your pieces tell a particular story, or is it up for personal interpretation? Well, it's a little bit of both. A lot of times I will hide things in there, and sometimes I'll hide things that, like, this person is not a very nice person, or this person <laughs> wasn't very nice to me about this. And I'll do – I love symbolism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's symbolism is so fun. Because what I think it is, 10 other people are going to think 100 different things about what that actually is. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of works. If I can have a kind of a core feeling about a certain painting, like I want this to convey revenge or I want this to convey companionship or empathy, that that, that hopefully they can see that too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a trick, really, symbolism is. There was one painting, and I think it was here for the Sing String Swing event. And one of your paintings, it looked like someone had a secret, and I just wanted to know what the secret was. Wow, I wonder which one it was. It was on this wall. I know no uh-huh. one can see me pointing right now, but uh-huh. um, there was a colorful circle, and then there was a lady and a man. And uh-huh. I can't remember if it was the man or the lady that had the secret, but one of them did. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it was a priest uh-huh. who was kind of looking at the other piece was a companion piece. Yes. And she was like a party-looking girl. Looks like, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, real fun. 
And he was like looking at her as, you know, just temptation. Yes. You know, just going, wow, I shouldn't be tempted by this beautiful woman, but I am. It was so powerful. I loved it. But whimsical at the same time. Yes, exactly. So it was was kind of a nice balance. It wasn't ultra serious and it wasn't ultra crazy funny too. I loved it. Thank you. Does demand dictate what you produce or do you get to paint whatever you'd like? I don't always get to paint what I'd like. And over the years, at first I was like, I want to paint my paintings. Like I think a lot of artists, right. this is my vision. These are my, this is my style. I want to stick with that. But I love talking to couples or families or businesses that want a certain style of art. Mm-hmm. Um, last summer I did 20 pieces for Indiana Tech and it oh, all wow. had to be architectural mm-hmm. and cityscapes. And they were pretty, and even though they were, Perspective and cityscapes are the hardest art I think you can oh. do. I mean, there's windows. Everything has to be right, look right, be perfect. And so it was kind of fun to throw my colors and my little bit of abstract into mm-hmm. these cityscapes. And so, yeah, I do like It's very, I don't know what you would call it. Not necessarily comforting, but it's nice to have work that you know you have to get done. That's already, that is either, you know, you've got a deposit for it and you know you'll get paid for as opposed to a painting that you're working on for a week or two, and you don't know if it's going to sell in a month, a year, two years, or five years. You just never know. Right. So it's kind of security, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that when you get commissions to know this is what we want, this is what how big it's going to be, and this is how many we need. It's nice for me to kind of, you know, do it. I mean, do it up, do it right, yeah. come through for them. And I'm sure, besides the financial aspect, I mean, you pour your heart into these paintings. You want to see them have a home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Indiana Tech has bought probably 80 pieces off of me in the last three years. That's fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that that can take care of half of your year, really. That's great. You know, and I'm a fast painter, so I can, you know, whip those out in two months, mm-hmm. three months, and finish the project. So yeah. But after you after you do something like that. It kind of messes you up a little bit because you've been in this trained, trained alley almost of thought of doing this style, and then now you have to go back to your own style again, and it's it's weird. It really yeah, is. I bet. But it's a challenge, so it's fun. Yep, challenges are good. Mm-hmm. You're an artist with your own gallery. Is that a dream you've always had, or was it something that just ended up making sense? It was always a dream, and I mean, I I have shown. I bought a, house, a small house in West Central mm. that I used to, that I used to paint in, but it was a house. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a gallery. It was it was you know, my clothes were all over the place, <laughs> and I, but I would still show artwork there. And then I did uh, rent the firehouse on Main Street for I think six months, which I liked. It was just super duper expensive. Yeah, and so I just happened to walk by the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I asked the owner, I was like, what are you doing with this old barbershop, which was a barbershop for 60, 70 years. And I looked at it at first and it needed tons of work, but I also thought it's not big enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as of now, I, I can go in there and I can count, I can fit 60, 50, 60 pieces on the wall. So oh, wow. It, it, it works. And the energy of it being a barbershop was, I don't know, I, I think those conversations are still swirling around in there. Yeah. I can feel that energy there. So That's great. I love it. Yeah, Broadway just has so many older buildings that mm-hmm. we're doing a great job of making a new yeah, and um, very eclectic. Exactly, not just all new and drywall and mm-hmm. boring. It's like and historical. Yeah, yeah, love Broadway. Yeah, have you always lived in Fort Wayne? I have. I mean, I went away to school. I went to Franklin College, which is okay. south of Indianapolis, and then I lived in Indy for a little while. 
Um, but yeah, I came back to Fort Wayne. I didn't think that I would live here as long as I have lived here, but I'm very well supported. My family's here. Um, as long as you travel, mm-hmm. hopefully in the wintertime, right. then it's not too bad. Yeah. Because I hate winter. Yeah, and we do have a good arts community here. Unbelievable arts community and the support, which is, is phenomenal also. Mm-hmm. You've been the What's Up Whammy Award winner several times, so many times we can't <laughs> even count. And you've gotten fantastic commissions. Is there just one opportunity throughout your career that really stands out to you? You know, I always said when I turned 30, I was going to travel. I was going to go to Europe and travel and paint. And it was probably maybe five months after my 30th birthday, I actually did go to uh, Paris as Nice, Monaco, uh, Italy for almost two months. And I painted and just rolled my paintings up and brought them back. That was probably, if I could... If I could match that and do something like that again, I would love it. Yeah. And, you know, other than that, I would really like to, you know, try to get in different markets. I mean, I'm in markets in Miami, Chicago, and, Mm -hmm. you know, in Indy. But I would like to, you know, kind of have connections in California and stuff like that. So you can, have a show, fly out, meet different people, and just kind of get my artwork out a little bit. Because if I ever decide to move. It would be kind of hard to go to a city that I hadn't lived in and say, hey, I'm an artist by my work. Right. So it'd be nice to make an establishment with, with other markets for sure. Yeah. Fort Wayne should make a sister city on the West Coast. They should. Yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll have to work on that. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give to a younger artist who wishes to have the same success that you have had? Well, a couple things. I would say paint or draw or do some kind of art every single day. Uh, study other artists, for sure. Go to museums and art shows. Um, and also, I think what really helped me is I'm a good salesman mm-hmm. because I was a good waiter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, in waiting Customer tables service. or bartend- bartending, you meet a new person, you know, every table. Or, you know, they may be re- reoccurring customers. But you get a chance to, you know, talk to them and say, hey, I'm, I'm hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm going to be taking care of you today. And it's just the communication skills are mm-hmm. so important when you're an artist. Oh, I yeah. mean, when I do at art fairs, if you don't talk to people, they just keep walking by your booth. Yeah. But if you know, engage them and then just make silly talk, you know, or simple talk, um, they kind of, I don't know, there's a connection there. And then they yeah. start to like you as a person and your energy. Then they bounce off and like your artwork. And so, the, you know, you might end up selling something to them. So I, I think just communicating, uh, doing something social and studying studying different styles, mm-hmm. I think is super important. Yeah, that's great advice. For the listeners out there who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, what is the one thing you'd like them to know about you? Hmm. I'm a loyal person. And I'm also, I always tell people, they say, well, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I'm a vault. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me something, and if there's just just a little bit of it that they, that might, they might not want to be told to someone else, I'm pretty good about that. I don't know. I, I love people. I love meeting new people. Sometimes I'd rather go out and meet 10 new people I've never met before and have a good conversation with them than I would with my regular friends. That's just, great. I, I just like the energy of people a lot. So Terry is your new best friend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How can we find you on social media? I am on Facebook under Terry Ratliff Fine Art and also just Terry Ratliff. My website is terryratliff.com. Instagram also. Oh, great. I'm on I'm Otto Rat, my dog's Okay. Name. 
And one last question. I was thinking about this the other day. Where should we park if we come to look at your gallery? Yeah, that's been a tough thing. Because it's kind of big. <laughs> Me had the Phoenix there and yeah. then the brass rail across the street. And then Ryan Photography is over there and then Fancy and Simple. Uh, Fancy and Staple, yeah. Yeah, Fancy and Staple. So it's basically anywhere. I mean, I would, I would park in West Central yeah. and walk through and look at West Central and then right. come on over there. There, you go. there is a parking lot that's a block, not even the next block past my gallery. Mm-hmm. And there's parking, you know, on Jefferson now uh, and then anywhere downtown. So, I mean, I guess if you're going to a Tin Caps game, you have to find parking. So it's just a little walk. And I, I just hope people know that it's pretty safe. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, people that live north or southwest or something, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily come downtown a lot. So they would think, well, I don't know if you should be walking downtown. Oh, no. But it's totally safe. It really is. And that little area that you're in is so great. If you haven't checked out Fancy and Staple, you guys really need to. It's the cutest little store, and you can find the best gifts in there. Mm -hmm. That area with the Phoenix and the rail, I mean, it's just great. And we're hoping that everyone will go ahead and save the date for the first weekend in July, right before the 4th of July, to come out and check out Broadway for kind of like a stroll down Broadway and check out some of the businesses that are here. And that would also be a good opportunity to check out Terry's Gallery. It'll be fun. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking with me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, it's yeah. been fun. We'll have to do it again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we will end today's podcast with a quote by John F. Kennedy. If art is to nourish the roots of our culture, society must set the artist free to follow his vision wherever it takes him. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs>